Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and this is my guest, Diana Vivaro. Uh, if you're just joining us and this is the first time you're being introduced to Diana, Diana has been with Paul Mitchell NYC for almost a decade. Uh, Diana's going to share with us what she thinks, how she believes that salons, like things that she thinks salons should consider when they're uh, thinking about how they run, operate their business, but also things that stylists of all levels should consider when they're thinking about moving to another salon or starting off at the first salon on their own um so anyway i'll uh, diana for the people who did not um have not met you or heard from you for the first time would you just give us a little just introduce yourself hi i'm diana vavaro i'm a paul mitchell educator and um i am here today to talk to you about systems best best practices and why it's so important cool so uh why don't you tell tell us um, tell us what it what you mean by salon systems first of all so people who've never heard that term before understand what that means. So every salon should have a system for how things work. It should be written down this way people know exactly what's expected and they follow a system. So systems are guaranteed ways to be successful. So there should be a system on how you get your guests to rebook. There should be a system on how you sell take-home products to your guests. There should be um, a system on referrals, whatever it is, it should be written down so people know what's expected. And it's easy steps to follow, especially for people first coming into the industry. Um, I think a lot of salon owners um, expect a little bit more these days. And the new generation is a little bit more um, shy or kind of scared to actually really communicate with people enough to get them to rebook and to buy product. They just don't feel comfortable. So kind of coming up with a way for them to be able to just follow set one, two, and three and be able to close the deal. Basically, I look at it like this. If a client comes in and you, you have your amazing visionary attitude and you're very customer focused, you get, you've given them the best experience, but you don't walk them over and introduce them to the person at the front desk. You don't ask them to rebook with you and you don't ask them for referrals. Are you guaranteed that that client's going to come back to you even though you gave them this amazing experience? No, because sometimes people don't realize that they could even ask for you. Maybe people just walked in if it was a first time client. So it's like you really need to ensure and take the steps to give yourself that opportunity for that guest to come back to you because that should be the main goal is to get the client to rebook before they ever leave the salon. Totally. Totally. So, uh, this is, I love this, uh, topic. I'm i I'm a big systems person. Anybody who knows me, uh, knows that I like to set it and forget it like the easy bake oven. And if you're too young <laughs> to understand what that means, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. So, uh, so uh, an example, in case it's not self-explanatory, um, an example would be, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you walk into Starbucks, uh, they'll be like, hello, may I take your order? So that's probably, they probably have some sort of script that they're supposed to <laughs> say. That's part of the system, like uh, the customer interaction system. They'll be like, hello, welcome to Starbucks. Would you like to try a pumpkin spice latte today? And, and then the, I'll be like, no, I'll just take my... Um, my normal annoying drink that you hate making. And they're like, okay, great. Thank you so much. Can I have a name for your order? And then I give them my name and then they take the cup and they put the cup 
in this one place and the barista picks the cup up, reads it. And then if it's like a Frappuccino, then they give it to the Frappuccino person um, or, or they then make the drink and then they put it on the little platform and then they call out your name. And that is a system. Is that okay, cool. So everybody knows what systems are because anytime, if you've ever been to a big brand company, they all have systems. It's the only way to scale a business. You know, if you don't have systems, you're literally like putting fires out. Like you might as well just join the fire department and become a firefighter. Cause all you're going to do is be putting out fires. You're for a living. Um, you won't really enjoy what it means to like stop and like do hair or like just know that the front desk knows what they're doing or whatever. So anyway, but I want to, I want to kind of hone in on some, uh, some of the things that you're specific, you want to be specific about. So why don't you tell us like uh, some systems that you're either passionate about or you help work with people on or, or uh, things you want to share. And then you also talked about best practices. I'm sure there's a lot of people, a lot of viewers who would like to know what the latest thing is for our industry and customer service, et cetera. So I would say for um, best practices with um, your clients is to educate them throughout the entire service, right? Just like we educate our future professionals. And um, I feel that people don't educate their client. They just take products and they put the products in their hair and the guest doesn't know what's going on. The guest doesn't know that you actually have solutions to their challenges if you don't speak to them and find out like what you like about your hair, what don't you like? Oh, I have a product for that. I'm going to use this. This is how we use it. These are the sections that you take. You put it on your hair when it's wet, you use it when it's dry, whatever the instructions is. And if you educate them throughout the entire service um, and give them that experience, let them hold the product, let them smell the product. It's not like you're selling a product because you're, you're like a doctor, basically. This is how I look at it. And you're giving out a prescription. This is what works for you. This is what's going to help you out. You're doing them a favor. You're never pushing anyone into buying something that they don't need. As long as you know your products and you know what they do and you believe that product's going to work for someone, why wouldn't they purchase that product? And then also some people just aren't, you know, some people no matter what, they just don't want to buy product. They just came to pay for the price of the haircut. That's fine. You take emotion out of it, but you have to be able to give each person the opportunity to make a decision because most people are going to want that. There's a lot of people that just don't know what to do with their hair. They don't know what their hair type is. Um, they don't know what's going to give them volume. They don't know what's going to help smooth their hair out. And you do. So if you're not sharing that knowledge, I feel like you're keeping that from someone. Totally. I love the way you just said that. That's very, so good. Uh, so um, when, uh, so what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that uh, every time I, I have a guest in my chair, whether it's the first time or the hundredth millionth time, whether, mm-hmm. whether I'm knee deep in hair, or it's the only client I have all day, I should be doing, I should be working through steps the whole time and making, and part of that is educating the customer on everything from product. This whole system thing is not something you do just the first, for the first client. And then the second time they come in, just say, tell the shampoo, just say, go and get shampooed while I finish my last chapter of my book. Absolutely. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, 
Um, I just think that with when you interact with the clients, it's like you said, you're interacting with everyone. So your whole team should be able to interact with each other and they should be able to also interact with your clients and you can interact with theirs, smiling at their clients, saying hello, offering a drink, helping to sweep up or if you're not busy. Um, it should be more of like, it. yes, it is your client, but it's a client of your salon and they should be welcomed by everybody. So you should make that experience pleasant because whether you're doing an amazing job and you're giving your guests a great experience, if the person next to you is, you know, using inappropriate language or, you know, not following the systems and it kind of like messes it up for you because they're looking over like, what's going on over there, you know? So I think that definitely... Um, communication should be good with with everyone that works in the salon and um how about if i work at a booth right and i rent a booth and um i kind of come and go as i please and everything else do you think that i still need to like be worried about this stuff yes because honestly people talk and you don't want to get the reputation um of being someone that's you know not so nice just like kind of coming and going as you please if that's your that's your decision. Obviously, if you want to be a booth rental, that's great. Some people need that. Some people have children. They can only work certain hours. I totally get that. But I would still make a great impression on everyone that's walking in and out of that, that suite because they could all be potential clients or um, just to make connections and network in the industry. You don't want anyone saying anything bad about you. Yeah, absolutely. What about, uh, what about as a business and education? Yes, I think that education is important. So especially for um, a new rising stylist, um, seeking continuing education is so important. Um, I believe that in order to be a great stylist, you need to go through that assistant program. You need to see how everything starts from the bottom up and see really what it takes. And as there's so many different things that are changing and new trends and people do things differently, um, I feel that a salon should provide education for their team, no matter what, no matter how long the team has been there. Um, I know a lot of places when the salons close on Monday, will do classes. There's salons that do classes every single Monday for their team, um, especially for their assistants coming up. And then there's some places that will send them to different places, you know, here and there, whatever your system is for education. I believe that there, it needs to be one in the salon. Even if you're first starting out and you don't have a lot of money to invest in giving education, you as a salon owner should have enough experience where you educate your staff yourself. Um, totally. Just like, yeah, like I educate the students. I also educate my educators on how to educate them um, in the school. So no matter what, people need to be educated, no matter where they are, um, how long they've been working there. But definitely first starting out, you need to have a strong education assistant program for sure. I, I, I'm, I'm happy you said that because, um, you know, at minimum, you're, if you have a salon uh, and you have hairdressers coming in, you're responsible for, for them. Like, even if they're all independent, you still have like a responsibility to your own business to make sure that customers aren't going to come back if exactly. the people that work there, you know, like imagine if it's a, even if it's a booth rental, like are, 
our cust- if customers aren't coming back, then your booth renters are going to eventually not be able to afford rent. <laughs> so that's going to be a negative impact on your business. So I'm, and, but, so I'm, but I'm also, I'm really glad that you said that even if you're starting out or you don't have a lot of money, you should have at least some sort of something, any education system, mm-hmm. even if it's you teaching classes. Um, I think that's, I love that because I, I totally agree. Like uh, a person starting out a salon, most probably has something to offer, even if it's not technical education, even if it's business education, yeah. like they got something, at least they're getting something and they're constantly growing. Um, and then the assistant training, um, do you, uh, do you have any insight onto what type of, what that should look like? Um, assistant training, uh, let's say like a simple version, a simplified version to a more maybe complex version. Um, if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. So definitely you need to let them know exactly what you expect from them. So a lot of, a lot of these people now that are first starting out in this generation, they, they like kind of need to be told what to do. Um, so we try to teach them already to anticipate those needs and what it's going to take to work in the salon, but you know, not everyone goes to a Paul Mitchell school or, you know, some, maybe some schools aren't teaching that, which thank God, you know, that's one of the things that we're very proud that we do is set them up for success while they're already in school. But you can't take that for granted. A lot of people, um, they're going to do the most learning as they come on board with you. So if you're not explaining to them exactly what you need them to do and mentoring them through that, it's going to, be a harder transition for them. Um, I would definitely make sure that you're teaching them about formulations because a lot of times they may be able to put the color on, but there should be more in-depth training on how you mix whatever color line you're using, how you weigh your color. Do you charge extra for different, you know, for additional bowls of color? Um, you know, just kind of making sure that they're going to be able to be good once you have them on their own. Um, so definitely if, if you're someone that specializes in something, so say you specialize in, you know, a big flippy curly blowout or, you know, mermaid wave blowout, whatever it is, you need to make sure that the people are, are practicing that, you know, um, have, have different classes, um, to be able to teach exactly what it is that for the services that you want them to to provide. Um, even just the terminologies at Paul Mitchell, our terminologies for haircutting is different than, you know, other places. So I could say triangular graduation and you could say an A-line bob. Um, do they know what that is? You need to make sure that you guys are on the same page and that you're educating them to how you do things there. How, how, what is the language that you use? Because in different companies, they speak different languages. Um, so me coming from Paul Mitchell, if I go somewhere else, they may not know what I'm talking about. So I need to be able to adjust to, for other people and say, you know, instead of 90, de- um, you know, the 90 degree haircut, I say round layers. So just being able to be on that same connection, like, okay, this is our signature thing things that we do. This is how we do things. This is the language that we use. This is what it's called. Just like when you go to dry bar, they're going to teach you every single blowout. They're going to show you how to do a Mai Tai. You need to kind of be able to make sure that they know what they're doing and they're not going to know what they're doing if you don't show them. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, I, uh, I just want to kind of, um, do a little like bullet point summary of some of this stuff because I think this is really, really good. Uh, and so you just like, tell me what I miss or if I got anything wrong. Okay. So, um, from when it comes to like education system, uh, to attention salon owners or aspiring salon owners, um, Making sure to have some sort of education system, even if it's you teaching it, it's important is very important for consistency and uh, satisfaction of customers. Even if your stylists are all independent, you still want everyone to be successful. Uh, now, when it comes to being more specific, having expectation like what are what are your expectations for new news talent coming in? You know, how long do I have to, how long is this program? Or if it's not time-based, what are the things I have to do? you know, be very clear. I totally agree with that. Also, I think what you said about like, and your example of how, you know, do you have a system for color? There's an old adage that says 10,000 plus applications or formulations until you're, you're sufficient or proficient. Um, I think that that we should never forget that, um, you know, even if that number is smaller, it's still a lot more than they've done since they've been out of school. Um, um, but more specifically, you went into like, if you're known for something, I know a lot of salon owners will be known for something and they'll turn around and open a salon. Well, what if they have pour over and they need someone to pick up a blow dry or do their color or they're out of town and your people don't know how to do what you're known for. You know, if, the, if, especially if your salon is Robert's salon, you know, and they don't know how to do what I'm known for, then it's not Robert's salon. It's Robert does hair at the salon with a bunch of other people. You know, mm. so, um, so anyway, that's kind of what I, I got out of it was like, you want, if you want a brand, you want to be successful, you want all the people to be successful and you want consistency, then uh, having systems, not only around like check-in customer communication, but also like in, internally having systems for education, knowing what people, what people should expect to move forward in their in their career or within within your business and in your company and then like making sure people know how to do things that you want to be known for or you are known for is there Absolutely. anything uh, you want to add or to that i think coaching also is important like letting people know how they're doing so when you're training them and they're doing a good job let them know hey you're doing great um if they're need a little bit of work or they're not, you know, so great in a certain area, you need to let them know, okay, this is where we have an opportunity for you to grow. Always being positive about it, but being honest. And I feel like people want that honesty as well. Cause if you just keep telling them, oh, you're doing great, you're doing great, but you're not specifically telling them what they're doing great at, they don't have a clear understanding of where they should focus their, their time. Like what should they practice? Um, what do they need more help in? And I feel like if you're somebody that is a leader, right? So if there's more than one person following you, if you have more than one staff member, you need to be able to be that mentor to them um, in order to grow yourself and your team. You have to, you have to grow people. And that, that takes a lot of coaching to get people to be where they are. And also a tip for people that are just starting out, remain coachable. Um, even where I am right now, when I'm working with my director, if she's, you know, going to coach me, like that's a great thing because she's making me better. So if there's something that, 
you know, maybe I need to grow. And I want to, I want to know that because I do want to grow and I want to be successful. And I think um, sometimes people look at that as like a negative way, because again, you know, a lot of this generation, they, they're, they're emotional. And sometimes this is a little bit of a tough business and, you know, you, you do, you got to hustle too. So if you're first starting out and you're not producing what they want you to produce, I feel like they should be told exactly what they should do to improve. And this way you'll have a, you'll have a less turnover of staff. If you just, once you hire somebody, that's like an investment, you're investing in them. So if you train somebody for two weeks and then all of a sudden they quit, now that's two weeks that you lost that you have to reinvest in another person. So I feel like if you have great communication amongst your team and you're able to coach and grow your team, it's going to be so much more valuable to you as an owner. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, I think, uh, you know, just kind of all, all in all, it goes into consistency and uh, like a lot about consistency and um, uh, let's see the word. Success, consistency of your uh, of the experience and consistency of communication and uh, clarity of communication, and then also that all equals success. Um, I think um, I think that sounds great. I'd love to dive into coaching. Um, well, I think that might be a conversation for another day. Um, I'd like to, but on the subject, just some more on it. Um, who are you using? Who do you have as a coach? How did you find your coach? Um, my coach right now is my director, um, Peggy Lee Co. She's an amazing businesswoman. Um, her and her husband Ali own two Paul Mitchell schools. They own Co Cosmetics. They own a chain of salon, the Simple Salons. And I was very blessed to, you know, be able to work under her. And um, Right now, she's growing me into becoming a director myself, so I'm extremely happy about that. Um, I think that sometimes you seek mentors out, and then sometimes mentors just kind of find you or, you know, the opportunity just comes where it kind of just falls in your lap, and it's up to you to take that opportunity to be able to see what makes this person successful. How did they reach that level of success? Model those, you know, behaviors and um just kind of grow yourself from there. Also, I do like to look for mentors as well. So in Paul Mitchell, there's so many different, you know, people to look up to um, that it's, it's crazy. But then also um, a little bit with professional development is like coaching specifically coach Michael Burt is amazing. Um, I had the opportunity of listening to him um, in Beverly Hills at our ELTs just this past week, actually. And if you are interested in really becoming a coach, definitely look into coach Michael Burt. He has a million books. He's an amazing speaker. It was one of the best presentations I've ever seen, to be honest with you. And even though I feel like I'm a great coach right now, because, you know, that you kind of just get there from doing it for, you know, nine years over, over time. Um, honestly, in the beginning, when I first started out, I wasn't that great. I would be a little bit nervous to, you know, critique people or, you know, kind of tell people what to do, but, um, you know, you really grow over time. And I learned so much from this man in this seminar, um, that it was, it was amazing. 
That's awesome. Cool. Um, well, um, I definitely think that we're going to have to have you back on the show. Uh, maybe, you know, and eventually to, I would like to, I think I'm coaching a mentoring uh, episode. It would be super valuable. Um, so what we got, out, we got, what we got out of this uh, is it has a lot to do with the systems and success of the system. Success of your company relies on these systems and they give you uh, efficiency, consistency and consistency um, and clarity. Uh, do you have any um, last minute advice uh, that you'd like to share for either a stylist coming up, you know, within the, this context or a salon owner before we wrap it up? Sure. I believe that if you are passionate about what you do when you're a person that always wants to do your best, um, just hold yourself accountable, write your goals down, write your dreams down, and then write the action steps. What do you have to do to get there? Like envision yourself where you want to be and then see exactly what you need to do to get there and just do it. Um, I mean, you could do whatever you want to do. And then sometimes one door may close, maybe that's not the right opportunity for you. But if you're always available and you're always open and you say yes, and you're willing to do it, you're going to be where you're, where you're meant to be. And even if you don't get there, uh, you know, right away, honestly, it takes a lot of hard work. So it's not like, you know, you're going to just turn around and be successful overnight. It requires patience, but just acknowledge every time you reach a goal, acknowledge that you've reached that goal. And when you're proud of yourself and you you feel that like confidence, like, oh, wow, I did it. I'm here. You know, I'm a junior stylist now. Um, you know, then you work your butt off to become a senior stylist. Like you're going to get there. You just have to put the work in and you have to be patient. That's awesome. Great. Thank you so much for that. Uh, and to, I like to end um, my interviews with a laugh um, and by asking all my guests for their most embarrassing moment behind the chair. And uh, I don't know if you or or in the salon or as it pertains to interaction with a customer or something like that. Uh, do you have something that comes to mind? I have a lot of embarrassing moments, to be honest <laughs> with you. So um, I've tripped down the stairs. I've tripped up the stairs. I tripped over tripods before. Um, specifically during an education class, you know, I was all into it. I got up, I sat down on, on top of the table. So you have like the folding tables and, you know, they're like these metal tables and you got to put like the things down so that yeah. the table stays up. So somebody else, I guess, didn't have the thing on the table. So I sat on the table and I slid off and I, I like literally like felt myself sliding, like I was sliding down and boom, I crashed. And everybody was like, oh my God, like everybody jumped up, like they were so scared. And I was just like, I'm good, you know, but it was like, it was like pretty embarrassing. <laughs> this is in front of a class? Yeah, in front yeah, of the class. And it was night school. It wasn't like a class that I usually teach. So I was like all excited oh. to teach them. I'm like, oh, they're going to see how great I teach. I get to spend time with these guys. And I get up there and I'm like, boop right on my butt in front of in front of everybody they thought they were gonna have to call like an ambulance for me first impressions huh yeah that's great awesome well thank you so much uh for sharing all of your insight and uh and perspective on stuff and um if someone has any questions is it cool that they reach out to you uh directly absolutely i would love for anyone to reach out um definitely any questions that you have, any way that I can help you. Um, you know, I love to mentor other people. So you could reach me on my Instagram at the beauty artist NYC.
Awesome. So I will, um, uh, that's, uh, everyone heard that, uh, Diana's interested in coaching. So, uh, uh, if you're looking for a coach, um, or if you just have some questions, you can reach out directly to her. You can, uh, see her DM information in the comments. Um, but also, uh, if you want to, you can also reach out to us and, um, we can connect you with Diana, whichever is easier. Um, and thank you for that offer. I think that's super awesome. So, um, yeah, if anybody's looking for a coach or a mentor, I mean, they're not, they're not the easiest people to come by, but knowing that somebody's look at, is interested in uh, coaching and mentoring is a good, good, good first step uh, to reaching out. Um, cool. Well, until next time, I definitely would love to have you back on the show. Um, but until then, uh, have a great time. Have a great day. And um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All time. right. Take care. Bye.